Hello, listeners. You are listening to another episode of That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone, and with me, as always, live from Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about the Oscars, and I'm excited that we have a special guest tonight. Yes, we do, and you've already introduced today's topic and spilled the beans that we have a guest on today's show. And that guest, you guest, you may know him from the Chris Gethard show or uh, the from editing the Bon Appetit YouTube videos or possibly from being related to him because he is uh, related to both me and Aunt Beth. It is someone who I've watched many Oscar ceremonies with, excuse many Oscar ceremonies with. <laughs> Sorry, I just keep it in to, to keep some uh, color in there. Um, <laughs> my brother, Robert Malone. Hi, Jeff. How's Hi, it going? Hey, Hello. It's a wonderful night to talk Hello. about Oscar. It is. <laughs> is that a preview of uh, what you, you might be talking about later in the show? I just like talking about Oscars, Oscar Oscars. But now we know who won. Well, it's always a wonderful night to talk about Oscars. Um, and, uh, it is. We're recording now in the middle of February, and usually that's a time when we're looking forward to the Oscars. Decided to push the date up a little early this year, so now this is the post-Oscar show. Um, but this before we get to that, normal. Yeah, it was a few yeah, weeks I think at least. The, lately it had been like the last Sunday in February, the last several years. But it wasn't just me feeling like time was moving faster. They actually did it on purpose. Yes, they did. Um, before we start driving into uh, the Oscars, uh, I would like to remind our listeners that if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever your listener listening platform of choice will we'll read your review on air. We don't have any new reviews since our last show, but we do have a Facebook comment. This one is actually from several weeks ago that I wanted to share. I believe this is from one of your friends, Aunt Beth. Oh. On, uh, a, um, I posted uh, some photos a few weeks ago on our Facebook page. And uh, Maureen Shepard commented, enjoying that's entertainment with you and Bethy. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've known Maureen for almost 60 years. So, yeah, she told me she had been listening from a while back because she sent me a good review. So uh-huh. that was, or she, I mean, she just talked, well, I guess we talked on the phone about it. So um, she left oh, your was- review while you were talking. Yes, she kind of gave me a, a in-person review, or well, on-the-phone review. <laughs> so, yeah. so tell her she can. Uh, he leaves a review online. We'll we'll read it I, out. I will tell her that. Okay. She can be our famous first first reviewer. Yeah. All right. So, um, if you are 
a first-time listener of the show on That's Entertainment, we pick a pop culture topic each episode and discuss it according to the three Fs, first, favorite, and forever. And today's topic, as we have already established, is the Oscars. So here's a little information about that. And the Oscar goes to... Parasite. Pong Joon-ho. Pong Joon-ho. Parasite. First presented by the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences since in 1929, the Oscars honor the best in cinema each year in such categories as acting, costume design, and even directing. The 92nd edition was held on February 9th, 2020. Parasite was the big winner at the Dolby Theater, becoming the first Korean film to win any Oscar, and the first film primarily not in the English language to win Best Picture. So we'll talk some more about Parasite and its big night later in the show, but first up is the section of our show entitled First, in which we will be discussing our memories of the first Oscar ceremony we ever remember watching. And Rob, I think we're going to throw that question to you to start off with. So I was thinking about this question. Jeff sent some questions to us ahead of time. I don't know if that's peeling too much behind the curtains of, of that's entertainment. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, my frequent creative philosophy is to talk about peaks behind the curtain i like it i often enjoy it when the process becomes a part of the finished product okay well i won't tell you too much because it's not that interesting but jeff did send an email and i was trying to think of the first oscar broadcast and i'm not i don't think i don't think i watched an oscar in its entirety until um the year the titanic won Mm-hmm. So, which I guess would have been for 1997, but in 1998, I was 12, right. 12 years old. Um, but I remember watching clips of Oscars earlier. I, I definitely remember seeing when uh, David Letterman was on, when he hosted. Oprah? <laughs> Uma? But I didn't, I don't think I was aware enough of what the award show was. And mm. I remember watching clips from the year before Titanic won, and I think like they gave Sean Connery something, not a, but I'm not sure what, you know? Mm. It's, it's, but I remember like my, cause I, I was a big Sean Connery fan from, especially Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when I was younger. And I think, I think Jeff, our dad, told me to watch part of it. Um, well, I was going to say, your parents probably had it on, so you probably would watch parts of it. Yeah, I remember bits and pieces, but never never really never knew it was something to look forward to until Titanic. And even then, and I was actually sick the week that it was on. I remember I was sick because I, even though I ended up staying up to watch the entire thing, I taped it. Because um, Jeff and I would tape things all the time. <laughs> and and maybe I didn't watch it till the end, but I I don't know because I remember watching James Cameron win, but I also remember watching parts of the tape the next day when I was because I was homesick from school that week and I think I had a cold 
the night of the Oscars already or some sort of flu or sore throat type thing. So that's my first full Oscar was Titanic. And mm-hmm. um, and that was a lot of fun because that was I mean, that was also just such a huge movie. And yeah. you just like it felt like you knew it was going to win. And so even though it was kind of predictable, it was. And at the time, I thought the movie was wasn't my favorite movie but now i look back and and remember it as a great spectacle that i that i kind of miss mm-hmm. yeah it was exciting well that's funny because you said you were about 12 the, the one that i put down was 1969 so i would have been about 13 well not actually 12 because i wouldn't have turned turned 13 yet and that was the year that let's see the best picture was oliver and i mm. I think it was the same year that the first and only time there was a tie for Best Actress, and it was Barbara Streisand for Funny Girl and Katherine Hepburn for Lion in Winter. And that kind of stuck in my mind of them going, uh, um, both going up to get the award. Um, but, you know, and I know my parents always had it on, and so we, you know, I remember being excited about it. And around that time too, 69, I remember starting to really become, I mean, very interested in movies. I think before that I certainly saw movies, but I think I saw was Butch Cassidy was around that time, I think. And um, so I think, you know, once you're more familiar with some of the movies that are up for nominations and you, then you're more interested in the ceremony. So that was probably around the time. So, but I've been around much longer than you guys, so I've <laughs> seen a lot more, <laughs> a lot more of them. How about you, Jeff? Um, well, I do want to say I think Oliver is the only Best Picture winner with an exclamation point in its title. Oh, that's a good, that's wow. a good bit uh, of trivia. The, the artist doesn't have that, or something else weird. I don't weird. think so. I did not know that there was a tie ever. That was that's a crazy. Yeah, tie. that's a good trivia question. Yeah. Well, there was a tie fairly recently. I think it was um, sound editing between Zero Dark Thirty and Skyfall. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. remember that either. Would have been eight or seven years ago, I think. Hmm. Um, yeah. So my first, uh, not too different from Rob's first was uh, the 70th Academy Awards, the 98 ceremony honoring 97, so the year Titanic was cleaning up, when it was nominated for 14, the tied for the most nominations of all time, and it won 11, which is also tied for the most all time. And I, so I was 10, or yeah, I guess I was 10. I think it was later in March that year so i would have already turned 10 um and i remember being familiar with the oscars but i don't really have any memories of watching it before then i mean so it's possible i saw had watched some earlier ceremonies but just don't really remember them but this year it felt like there was a lot of excitement in our house because of just how huge titanic was to it was a cultural moment that mm-hmm. you had to be a part of. You just had to witness it. And I know, you know, so 
was talking about Peyton. He watched some of it the next day. And I remember we, as we were going to bed, we could hear it. We could still hear some of it in our parents' room. And I distinctly remember when lead actress was being presented, Rob got up and got closer to our door so we could hear it better. (laughs) Um, Jeff remembers it better than I do. I know. He remembers everything. And who when, won the uh, best actress? So, uh, uh, Helen Hunt won oh, for as good as it gets. Okay. And I remember Rob kind of being upset about that. So I assumed that he had wanted Kate Winslet to win for Titanic because that was the only one of the nominees that I was familiar with. And I, I didn't know that he would have been familiar with any of the others but looking back on it now and rob you can confirm this either way i think who we wanted to win was actually judy dench for mrs brown oh because of his because of he knew her from uh james bond i honestly have no idea jeff i think it's too long ago. I don't remember being upset. I don't think I would have been upset that Helen Hunt won. And I did not want, I don't think I wanted Kate Winslet to win because I don't think I really cared that about any of the, I, I don't think I was rooting for Titanic. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I feel like if I wanted Judy Dench to win, it was probably because I just knew of her and maybe because, partially because of James Bond, but also because I feel like maybe this wasn't the year that mystery science theater 3000 did their oscars thing but i think it was because Titan- because starship troopers came out in 1997 yeah well i think they did it a couple times and I, I think that was one of the years they did it that was the first one i remember so ms mystery science theater 3000 did like a half hour special where they it was like their oscar special and they reviewed movies and i felt like they did a bit on judy dench and maybe i wanted her to win for that but i could see that happening thank you i cannot find the strength to be who I must be. A frigid, empire-obsessed dowager. But I'm surprised that I was annoyed Helen Hunt. <laughs> I, I remember you reacting visibly, so I, maybe I misread the emotion. Maybe, I, pers- maybe but, I was frustrated that it wasn't over yet, and I wanted to just figure out what was going to win at the end. But that, that year was big for... good. As good as it gets was big in, for the acting categories that year. Um, yeah, it won both leads. Uh, Jack Nicholson also won. Oh, that's a, he had one actor for that? Wow. Or supporting? Yeah. Lead. Oh, okay. Greg Kinnear was up for supporting, but Robin Williams won for Goodwill Hunting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then when Greg Kinnear, he, won, he hosted SNL just a couple weeks after, I believe, and his monologue was him doing like a sports center style recap of his scenes in the movie to figure out what he wrong to Why he didn't prevent win. him from winning. Yeah. Okay. How long does it usually take for you to get to an SNL reference on the show? Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, um, I don't know. It's, I feel like I haven't had that many, but there have been some. Maybe though. I just haven't even realized yeah, it's, I feel like you I don't mean, even. I feel like you don't even know when you're talking about necessarily SNL comes up so much. 
We should go back and listen and see if, if they're in every episode. That's funny. <laughs> that, be a, a, that could be a contest if you or like some project for our listeners if they can track all of my SNL references. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, okay, well, shall we move on to the favorite section yeah. of the show? Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up in the Thoughts on Entertainment formula is <clears throat> the favorite, and we will be discussing our favorite single moment from any Oscar ceremony in history. Any Oscar? Mm-hmm. Anything. Wow. wow. Well, so what did you select, Rob? Oh, I'm up first again? Okay. Um, so this one, I mean, I feel like you're going to – I'm um, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of 90s movies, I guess. But honestly, my favorite Oscar moment is, is the, the opening montage for, uh, for the 1990s with Billy Crystal inserted into every movie. Oh my god, uh, that's right too! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did it a few t- I mean, he did it the next year, and he did it again in the early 2000s, but and I mean, it's also probably because it was the first time I watched it all the way Which through, year but were, I really just... What? Oh, it's 97, you're saying? Yeah, oh, and it, oh. it... I mean, it was, it's him trying... The bit was he was trying to get to the Oscars. And he has the uh, the winners in an envelope. I oh, think. see, I couldn't find that one. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. It's not. That's another reason why it's kind of become one of my favorites because I've never been able to find it. I, it was on like some random like Daily Motion website or some random video website for a brief time, but it's never been on YouTube. Yeah, that uh, I couldn't find that one. Okay, mine. I have a diff a later one then. But so he's trying to get there and. Yeah, and it's and or it's like he's like the bit. I think the bit the next year and Jeff, I don't. You might remember this. Was he like worried that he wasn't ready to host it again? There's a return of the host one. That was a different. Yeah, so that's two, a later one. That's 2000. And that which was is because, hilarious. Also, is it 2000 or 2004? Oh no, 2004. Yeah, because Return of the King was nominated. So yeah. He's, um, but in 1997, I think he's just trying to get to L.A. with the answers. And so, of course, he ends up on the Titanic. Um, and in Titanic, there's the guy who's standing next to Rose and and Jack. And he's got, like, the big white life vest on. And so in the in the video montage, they had Bill, Billy Crystal being that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in Titanic, there's, like, one of the guys falls off. And in the, the CGI from back then, you see him hit the propeller as he goes down. But in this one, they had, they, they had a uh, Kevin Costner show up as his character from the postman. Oh, okay. and, and Billy Crystal goes, please, Mr. Postman, help me. And he gives him the envelope and then it cuts to the guy jumping off, but it's supposed to be Kevin Costner. And I, you know, I, it honestly still has like never been beat for me as far as the openings, but I'm sure some of that is nostalgia and the fact that I can't watch it again. Um, and I, but I, so that's like my favorite moment. Although I do feel like a lot of the speeches um, stand out to me. And and not to not to talk too much, let you guys go. And I love 
kind of my favorite moments in general are when the winners of the technical awards, like sound mixing or production design or costume design, or the uh, like the short awards get to give their speeches. Because I feel like those are the people who really don't get to ever talk, like be on TV and thank people. So it's yeah. those are kind of my favorite moments every year to actually watch those people go up and get their awards. That's a good point. Especially because they don't really get to the i watch a lot of the uh, oscar precursor awards like the baftas and the critics choice awards and they those awards bodies they'll have some of those below the line categories too but they'll usually just announce the winners like as they're cutting to commercial whereas the the actors and directors they'll if they're winning if it's the same one winning at all of the award shows you get to hear them give a speech like five to ten times over the course yeah. of the season. Well, like I said, mine was, I could not find, I kept going on and looking, Googling or going on YouTube. And when I type in 1997, it would just have his opening monologue. Yeah. So I couldn't find it. So I found in 2000 was a really clever one where he's sitting in a movie theater and I think he gets bopped on the head and then he starts traveling through all the movies mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. It's just, he's so clever. It's just hilarious. And he's, <laughs> he's in the graduate and he's <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. He's got on like a sexy outfit and, and he's portraying her and there's deliverance and mean streets and uh, the Godfather, Casablanca, um, Casablanca with Exorcist, where she she throws up on him, and oh my God, it's just so funny. So that's probably my favorite. And then the the Return of the Host one was like a um it said it was a 76th anniversary promo for the um show. So it was I don't think they showed it on the show. It was before that, and that was also really clever too. So um. Those are probably, you know, uh, although any year, <laughs> I mean, I just think in my time that Billy Crystal is the best host they ever had. So mm-hmm. uh, there were oh, probably, and one other one, in 1991, I remember him he just, he did a, well, the all the musical medleys mm-hmm. were really fun. And then he would tell these jokes that sometimes the audience didn't quite get, but he'd always say, oh, the band loves it because they would always <laughs> be cracking up. And my friend Lori and I were just like thinking, oh, he's so hilarious. How come the audience wasn't always cracking up? But he was just, just, I don't know. I think he was one of the best entertainers we've had. So those were my faves. Well, I think another good thing about Billy Crystal and I know Jeff has to give his answer, but he is such a, his brand of comedy, which sometimes I feel like maybe some people could find corny, but it's such a Hollywood entertainment type yeah, thing. So it fits the perfect. show so well. Mm-hmm. And you know, he loves it so much yeah. too. So yeah, you can feel that. Yeah. When you mentioned the, um, when he in- inserted himself in the graduate, I remembered him inserting himself into the part of Titanic where the the new oh, yeah. drawing scene. Yeah. He does that too, and he goes, okay. 
were you gonna say the joke or no i didn't you'd say it i don't remember it he says he says are you sure bob hope had to do this <laughs> okay and is that the in the 97 one that's in the 97 okay. one also. oh i can't believe they don't have that available yeah it's weird it's you can't find it i have a vhs tape that i actually just found most of it's on youtube um and it's oscar's greatest moments and oh. the academy put it out in 1992 oh wow um, okay. and it's hosted by carl malden who i think was like president of sag at the time mm-hmm. or maybe president of the academy um and i i the last this year i didn't watch it but the last few years i would watch it before every oscars and it is uh, it has some of Billy Crystal's earliest hosting gigs, and they're like, and now we have a new guy, Billy Crystal. <laughs> um, so it has like some moments from the late '80s or the early '90s when he hosted. Um, but it's very, it's 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 a, it's like an hour and a half, I think, the tape, and it just has it lets a lot of the speeches play out, and it has a lot of wow. those moments. But look it up on on YouTube after this. Yeah, show. it's pretty, it's pretty fun. A lot of Bob Hope and uh, John yeah. Carson. <laughs> Okay. All right, Jeff, what about you? So my choice is based on what I thought made the most memorable TV moment. There was nothing quite like watching it when it happened. And I'm talking about three years ago when the wrong Best Picture winner was announced. (laughs) This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, best picture. Warren Beatty opened up the envelope, looked confused, showed the envelope to Faye Dunaway, and she blurted out, La La Land. (laughs) People cheer. The La La Land crew starts walking up. Nobody thinks anything is amiss. La La Land was the expected winner. But then there's a bit of a hullabaloo on the stage as they're giving their acceptance speeches, and then we find out that the winner is a surprise, surprise, actually the little movie that could, Moonlight. And so Rob and I, we were watching this as it happened at our friend Chad's house. Oh, you were together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think right after the announcement had been made, a couple people stepped outside to fresh air, and, and as... Yeah, because it was the apartment was not a pro La La Land house. We were all just kind of resigned to the fact that it was going to win. Oh, okay. So when that happened, I think like Chad or whoever was done, and but we kept watching. And sorry, Jeff. No, that's that's fine. You can. It's good to <laughs> fill in anything. Right after the real winners revealed, whoever remained in the apartment went out and was like. Chad and whoever you gotta come back. They they announced the wrong winner. Like it's <laughs> the most unprecedented thing that had ever happened. And then so then DVR whatever rewound it and watched it again. Watched dissected the moment and you could tell from the moment that Warren Beatty opened the envelope that something was wrong. Like at at first I thought it was like. Oh no, is his eyesight going bad or something? Mm-hmm. But you can tell when he's looking off to the side, it, it looks like he's looking for someone, like a production assistant or someone to. He's looking for come one on of the representatives and, from the law firm. What's it called? Right. Flex, 
Yeah, Price Waterhouse Coopers. Coopers. Why did he? Why would? Why do you think he knew that something was wrong? Well, because he had the. It was the best actress envelope. Yeah. Is that the lead guy? Giving him the actress envelope again. Oh, okay. So he. Right. There's two copies of each envelope, so he had been given. Yeah. The extra I always feel copy. bad for Faye Dunaway because I feel like maybe in rehearsal he was supposed to say it because whoever opens the envelope is supposed to say it and then she was like he hands it to her and I think she just read the first word that she saw. That's like how the story goes. Yeah. So it says like La La Land above Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. So that's what she read. Well, yeah. What were they supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think like he was he was showing it to her to explain why he was taking so long to say and he was trying to do it without actually saying it because he didn't want I assume he didn't want the audience to know something a myth to it had happened yeah. and, that was crazy hmm. yeah that was that was a wild night and then of course that became like a meme of him opening it and I uh, this Twitter account Seinfeld 2000 um, set it to uh, set it to to the Curb Your Enthusiasm music as he's going Moonlight La La Land. Uh, <laughs> They'll never cool. let him forget it. Yeah, yeah I think that's the the La La Land producer Jordan Horowitz who held up yeah the red envelope to show off Moonlight. And Which then, I also thought that like. He was pretty classy in that moment once he realized what had happened. Because that's a tough thing to have happen to. Oh, yeah. After you think you won. I know. That's awful. But I didn't like particularly like Moonlight. So what we were like, I don't know. I didn't want that to win Best Picture. But that's besides the point. Anyway, I guess that didn't make for good TV, like you said. Warren, what did you do? There's a bunch of moments. I was... I was remembering the this is the Golden Globes, not the Oscars, but they're uh, like Ving Rhames gave his award to Jack Lemmon. Um, oh yeah. And Jack Lemmon actually felt really bad about it and kept trying to give it back to him, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually I think the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association made them each an award. Oh. Um, and then there's like when Jack Palance did his one arm push up. Yeah, I wrote one. that. That was so funny. So there are a lot of, like, kind of crazy moments, usually not necessarily something going wrong, usually an actor or someone wanting to do something. Um, like, now I feel like everyone gives more and more political speeches, but they they used to give a, a lot of them also, or, like, Marlon Brando sent in... Um, the Machine Little Feather. Yeah. yeah. And, and then George C. Scott, what was... He didn't show up for... He didn't Pat- show up for Patton, yeah. I forget what his reason... I think he was just protesting. Some kind I think of. He was protesting. I should look it up before. Yeah. And do you remember this? You guys wouldn't have seen it, but do you remember reading about the streaker going? Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David Niven. That's our. That's on that Oscars. Uh, the greatest moments. Oh okay. Right? That would have been probably early seventies, right? When that was. Yeah. Yeah. David Niven had a great. Uh, um, David, yeah, David Niven had a great line right after it happens. I can't remember what it was, but he was very. Uh, yes, now that you say that, you can say. Oh, funny. What do you say? But um, 1974. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah I feel like there's, and that's like kind of funny. How did he get in there and was able to do that? <laughs> yeah, nowadays, there's no way he would have yeah. been able to. Huh. Uh, David Niven said, But isn't it fascinating that Fascinating to think that the, probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. <laughs> that was pretty good for him to come up with that that quickly, though. On the spot, yeah. <laughs> and if you watch it, he really just like he recovers and then like turns to the audience and gets yeah. a bigger laugh than the than the shock of the guy running across the yeah. stage. Pretty funny. Finding something that said George C. Scott. Uh, disagreed on principle with a competition that pitted actors against each other. Hmm. Interesting. That's what I thought it was. I wasn't. I was. I did. I wasn't sure enough to say it, but I did think it was more of just like, yeah, he didn't agree with the Oscars as a, as a contest, as a concept. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I think a trend I've been noticing in recent years is you get a lot of these like younger actors who. I'm sure are extremely excited to win, but it's almost like, can they even believe that they're, they're beating these, uh, uh, these like icons that are still nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the supporting categories where the supporting, I feel like it's always a mix of some young new actors and then like, yeah, Judy Dench or Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) This year's supporting category was crazy though. with the for the actors, it's like, oh my God, how could it was Brad Pitt, yeah. um, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Anthony, was or it Anthony Hopkins? Al Pacino. And uh, yeah, it was like, oh my All God. All previous winners. Well, I almost feel like except for, Brad. Because I just I I I thought Joe Pesci really deserved it, and I thought it was I thought it was the best like performance Pacino has given in a while. Mm-hmm. But I was almost like, just give Joe Pesci a does he have a Lifetime Achievement Award, Jeff? Um, Not that I know of. Yeah, I was almost like, just honor, like, just give him an honorary award. I know. Like, he was, like, really was good in that. Also. But I was like, I, it just felt a little weird for me to, like, throw him in the competition again. When, I did, when it didn't feel like it was his year to win, I was like, you guys could give him an honorary award one of these years. I like that. One thing this year, they gave Wes Studi um, an honorary award at the Governor's Ball. Was, mm-hmm. was that a Jeff? And he's... Uh, yeah. you, he's like one of the he's like probably the most recognizable Native American actor who's just been a character actor or mm-hmm. Native American in countless movies but even but um and he's he's such a like great actor and you instantly recognize him and I kind of was like sad that we didn't get to see a clip from that, they, that. yeah and who what so somebody else won it too who was the so female maybe I can't, do you remember there two others there's David Lynch Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the woman. I know, I can't think of it right now. I know there was another. Um, yeah, I thought that, too, when they announced it. I was like, oh, it would have been nice to yeah. see them get that. Uh, while you're looking for that, I'll ask you a quick trivia. Okay. Oh, um, Gina Davis and Lena Wartmuller. Oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah, Gina Davis got the Gene Hirschholt Humanitarian Awards oh, award, okay. and, and Lynch Studi and Wartmuller they got the honorary awards. Oh. 
Yeah. These were well. So you talked about when the Oscars started. Do you, do you know what year it was first televised? Don't look it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm. I thought that was a good. I will guess. Nineteen. Right so far. Nineteen fifty. Nineteen what? Fifty. A little later. I'll guess nineteen fifty-four. Fifty-three. Oh wow! Off by one. So it went on quite a while before they started televising it. And then this one you guys probably know. Do you know the uh, what movie was the only X-rated movie to win Best Picture? Uh, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, in 1970. And then, you know, I remember going to see that, and I think they eventually changed it to an R rating. But yeah. when it first came out, it was actually rated X, which is like... Not many movies are rated X any, anymore. Well, I think that, yeah, I don't even know if X is still a rating. I think they, when they changed it to PG-13 and added MC-17, but also you can get, you can have a lot more stuff in an R-rated movie or even a TV show today that would have. Yeah, than 40 years ago or 50 years ago, yeah. Because, like, The Wild Bunch, I remember, was rated X when it came out, and that is basically shown not edited on, on, on cable TV, like, or not even pay stations these days, and. Midnight Cowboy, I think, is also mostly unedited when it has to be shown on TV. It was more like the the content, the the subject matter, almost. Yeah. But the content yeah. actually was. And then, do you know how many times Bob Hope hosted? Oh. Um. Twenty-five. No, less than that, but. But still, a lot. I never would have guessed this many. 18? 19. Oh. And then Johnny was five times. I thought Johnny Carson hosted more. He was only five times. And then Billy Crystal's second with nine. Mm. So thought those were interesting. Okay. I think we... All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and transition into the final section of the show, the forever section, in which we discuss what is currently going on in this topic. We've already discussed it quite a bit, the most recent Oscar ceremony. And, yeah, we uh, threw out some uh, topics of discussion to consider. And I guess let's talk about... What was uh, the most surprising winner? Were there any surprising winners or any other surprising moments of the show? Um, well, I was the only surprise, I guess, for me was that Parasite did win both um, international feature film, as that's the name of it now, and Best Picture, because they said that's the first time that's ever happened. So um, I was very happy about that. Um, but I don't know if you guys, I'm not sure what it is. I feel like nowadays there, you're not as surprised because there's so, you know, from the time the, the Golden Globes start, you just, it's almost like you know who's going to win so much yeah. of so many of the awards. And I really don't like that. I feel like mm -hmm. when I was younger, not not super young, but... I don't know, even 20 years ago, I don't feel like you knew as much. And maybe just because of that has to do with social media or 
I mean, did they always campaign, you know, back in 30 years ago? Did, did the movies campaign for awards the way they do now? I get the sense the campaigning really went off the chain in the 90s. But also, like, you'll read about stuff from the 70s and 80s, and you see some of the actors who won, and you're like, who are they? I've never heard of them. And it is kind of because they wined and dined people. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people always say, like, Robert Roberto Benigni won um, because he uh, he basically just, like, was a huge hit at all of the parties and uh, oh. like campaigning events leading up to the Oscars. Yeah, see, I don't... Oof, that kind of turns me off a little bit but yeah i guess i don't know how you get around it i, don't, I feel like it's been a i don't i don't i feel like i have rarely been surprised in the last like 10 to 15 years yeah that's what i feel like and it kind of makes it sometimes like the big awards i just kind of don't care about every once in a while there is like it's like close between two people mm -hmm. um and it's like frustrating because i'm also i think that the 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 ever since they added more nominations to best picture i i feel like it just like it's still always just down to one or two movies yeah yeah and really. and it, to me it, i don't know what i'm supposed to feel about all these other movies that get like the nomination in there and i wonder if it just like this year in particular i'm wondering if that actually like is helping something like parasite win because it's splitting the votes up a little bit more, maybe. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't know enough. There is a larger, younger, and more international voting community uh, over the past two years, um, which is like what made Green Book kind of an interesting win last year because the voters were already much younger, but people think that the young vote might have been split between some of the other movies. Um but I was surprised that Parasite won. I really thought it was going to be 1917. I thought it had the, uh, I thought that had all of the awards energy going in. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with a friend at work the next day, and he had said that when he saw the the ensemble cast for Parasite win at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, he that made him think that Parasite was going to win Best Picture because it just showed how all the actors were voting for Parasite. Okay. Which makes yeah, sense. I, I think that like Bong Joon-ho is, is a director that all of these actors in Hollywood want to work with. And it makes kind of sense to me that they're, even though he is a Korean director and it's a foreign language movie or whatever, he has made, he made Snowpiercer, which is an English language movie. And I think after this success, they all like, he's like, they want to work with it. I think they want him to come to Hollywood, and this is almost like, come to Hollywood. We've given you an Oscar. Let's make it. That, yeah. That's interesting. Were yeah, you surprised that, about it, Jeff, that it won both? I Well, I actually, to Rob's point, I, too, watched the Screen Actors Guild Award, and that was the moment where I thought, okay, actually, I think Parasite could win Best Picture because it didn't just win Best Ensemble. It got a standing ovation, mm. oh, wow. which it doesn't always happen at these award shows. And, you know, I'd been I didn't think a favorite really emerged until 1917 won at the Golden Globes. And he, even then, I'm like, OK, I guess 1917's 
I guess it's the favorite, but it doesn't seem like a huge favorite. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking there might be a best director, best picture split, which there have yeah. been several. Um, so I, I was surprised that Bong Joon-ho won director. I actually thought he was going to win director. I, I don't totally know why, but I just had a feeling that that was that they were that voters were going to they weren't. I didn't think people were going to be ready to give it best picture, but I had a feeling that they would give him director. Because mm. um, I I don't think anyone wanted to give Todd Phillips director. Scorsese mm. already got his director. I don't think Tarantino. I think they like to occasionally vote for writing for Tarantino, but I don't think anyone wanted to vote for him for director. Um, and who am I missing? Yeah, Lynn. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. I could see. Um, I could have seen Sam Mendes getting it. I would have been frustrated by that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had a feeling that he was like the one choice that would stand out to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he kind of reminded me of when Guillermo del Toro won for Shape yeah, of that Water. Also. Yeah. I think like Bong Joon Ho, similarly to del Toro, is just so beloved by the people who have worked with him and the people who know people who have worked with him. Mm -hmm. I was also excited because Aaron, my my fiance, Aaron, she's friends with his cousin. um, Oh, really? And she's, Aaron's vegan and she's has a lot of vegan friends. And one of her friends is, uh, is Bong Joon-ho's cousin. So it was very excited. I'm always worried I'm pronouncing the name wrong. Um, I know. (laughs) But she posted on, like, Instagram earlier how excited she was. And yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this is cool. I know someone. And I was very like, I was like, that's that's fun. Like, But it was. A nice connection. Yeah. But but I like, um, I, Jeff, it's funny that you brought up Guillermo del Toro because I was also, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about Alfonso Cuaron and um, who, who was the guy who made The Revenant um, and Bird? In Re 2. Uh, is it Bird? What's the name? Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. Um, I feel like those guys were kind of like the Oscars foreign directors for a while. Yeah. And they were like the ones who were like, they, 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 won made, they made Hollywood movies. They won foreign, they made foreign films, but they were always nominated. And the Oscars always like, were willing to give them stuff versus like any other foreign directors, almost like to the point where it was kind of ridiculous. Um, and yeah, Bong Joon-ho kind of reminded me of Guillermo del Toro, in terms of like how the Academy or like the Oscar voters would view him. Yeah. Well, I was happy of the choices of all the movies. I didn't feel like any real of the others really did stand out to win. I mean, I saw 19, I saw all of them, I think, except Joker. And I didn't think, you know, people, when you thought 1917 was kind of leading, which I was hearing too, I said, I don't feel like it, I mean, it was okay, but it just didn't seem like it, it should be the best picture to me. So I that's totally what I, yeah, I was really glad about. I really loved Parasite. And I know, I think it's the kind of movie where a lot of, I've seen online, some people just hated it. <laughs> and I just, I just thought it was very creative and intense. And I, I just really liked it a lot. So. Yeah, I, I, it was, I definitely loved it. And I also thought it was, even though it's a foreign movie and kind of like seems kind of radical new, it's, it's kind of a classic like Hollywood movie. It, 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 especially like 
there's a lot of Hollywood movies that are kind of like entertaining films about class like struggle and yeah and it's also just like very like you you kind of don't know what's going to happen next in a really fun way um yeah but I, I felt the same about 1917 I I I thought it was mediocre so mediocre that it made me very strongly dislike it and but to the point but not even because it's that bad a movie but it's because it like it it has the pretense of being better than it is mm-hmm. uh, and it's made like the the cinematographer is Roger Deakins who's one of the best cinematographers of the modern era era and the whole thing is him doing this fake one shot and I didn't find any of it that impressive which I'm almost afraid to say publicly because I don't want to like people but, be in it. But I just didn't find it that impressive. And then also, like, I was it nominated for screenplay, Jeff? It, it was, was, yeah. And I found that, to me, it felt like it was the, the dialogue from a video game, from in between the, the parts of the video game where you're playing the video game. Like, I didn't think any of it was that special. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it just felt it like... It was interesting when they showed... Oh, yeah, they showed that one scene, and it's like, what was it, Jeff? When they so normally when they show the when they announce the screenplay nominees they'll like show the dialogue on superimposed on the scene that they're showing from the movie but for 1917 they didn't show any dialogue they showed a moment where just like the main character is running and they showed uh stage directions it's like Private, whatever his name, jumps over the water. Oh, yeah. Jumps yeah, over yeah. some rocks. Which actually, my criticism of his getting a screenplay was about the dialogue, but I, I, I kind of want to take that back because even though that definitely stood out, I do think that um, I think that people usually award screenwriting either to the best picture winner or to a movie that they think has the best dialogue, but screenwriting is much more than the dialogue. It's telling the story and it's how they write the story to, to make you want to make the movie. So I actually like feel like I kind of appreciate that that was the part that they chose for, for that, even though mm-hmm. it did seem a little different. But yeah, in no, yeah, 1917, it, I think it just like it to a lot of voters, especially, and like, I think to some of like the older voters, they were like, well, this feels like the movie I would usually vote for, for best. Yeah. Picture. But it just seemed like such a formula kind of movie to me, like nothing special. Yeah. So I was also very happy about um, Jojo Rabbit winning for adapted screenplay uh-huh. um, and Taika Waititi was on, right. on the little boy. What's Roman? What's his name? Roman Griffin. Yeah. Griffin or Griffith? Roman Griffin Davies. He and they were both on Ellen this week and she was talking about how much. She loved the movie, and uh, I, I, after they showed a few scenes, I'm like, oh, I want to go see it again. I don't <laughs> see that many movies twice, but it was just such an, I don't know, not, I don't want to say crazy, just such an interesting movie, interesting concept. Everyone so. seemed to be kind of divisive. There's, there's people who really liked it, and then people who Hate thought maybe it. it was in bad taste. Yeah, yeah. Well... I had a, one of my friends walked out of it. He didn't think it was in bad taste. He just found it very frustrating. I still haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Ford v. Ferrari, I, I didn't see. And um, which one? Ford v. Ferrari. 
oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> Not because it wasn't good. I just, I was so mad. I'm like, oh, I guess I got to see that one again. I was so, trying I to know. see them. I finally saw Little Women on the Sunday before the Oscars, um, which I which I really enjoyed. And I was very, I wish it had gotten more nominations, but I was very happy it got Best Costumes because I, yes, yeah. I initially was like, when I saw it was nominated, I'm like, oh, they always nominate period pieces. I bet they're fine. And then I watched it and I was like, actually, these are really, really good and really well thought out. And I was very yeah. impressed with the. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Yeah. I felt bad for the Irishman because that didn't win anything, right? Yeah, the only one of the Best Picture nominees that didn't win anything. Wow. See, it's interesting because I, so I personally, I like, I think Irishman is one of my top movies of the year and or of last year. I was okay with it not winning anything because I was kind of like, uh, it's all of these guys have gotten awards, and I think Scorsese is happy to be the elder statesman, and honestly. His tribute uh, from from Bong Joon Ho was yeah, better was... than him, than him winning. Mm-hmm. And I also I also thought, I also like that Bong Joon Ho. Um, I like how he thanked Quentin Tarantino, and I think that is like something that Tarant- that's I think that's one of the best things that Tarantino does is that he he makes a list and he will point out movies that maybe Americans don't always think about watching. But I was also like. He doesn't need that for his ego. Don't don't thank yeah. him. <laughs> Santin, I love you. Uh. He doesn't need anything. Uh. Um, that leads, that uh, did want us to talk about what our favorite acceptance speeches were, and Bong's Bong had several speeches, and his his director's his uh, speech when he won director was my favorite. Had, yeah, Jeff saying that Spike uh, Spike Lee presented. for Black oh, and that oh, was okay. my favorite acceptance speech last year. Yeah, mine too. I liked when he won for Black Klansman for the screenplay. I loved it. I did like Brad Pitt's speech. And then I I rewatched, because I had written this one down, and I was like, why did I write that down? And it was the woman who won for Best Original Score for Mm -hmm. the Joker. Uh So, I don't know her name. She was... It's Hilders... Something. Okay. Hildner Gudna daughter. Okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds maybe like Nor in uh, Nana's. Uh, uh, Icelandic. Oh, Icelandic. Ice. Oh, okay. She was um just so genuinely. Yeah. Happy, and then she talked about women getting out there, and it was I thought, and it was not just a short and sweet speech, but that I liked that one. Yeah, and I liked her speech to the Golden Globes. And I, I do not like, I'll go on record, I did not like Joker. It was probably one of my least favorite movies of the year. Um, but I liked that she won both awards because it's, it, it's, it's pretty messed up that there hasn't been a woman composer who's the yeah. nominator won any of these awards before. But, and, but also she was so, yeah, it was she did such a good speech, and I really liked watching her win both of those times. So it was like, even though I don't like this movie, I'm excited to watch this person win. Yeah. I didn't really want to see Joker, and I know I'm, it's Joaquin Phoenix. I just have a, <laughs> a love-hate relationship. I know he's a fantastic actor, but he just something about him. I just, as a person, I am not thrilled with him. So well, it's funny. I I saw his speeches as like a trilogy from Golden Globes to BAFTAs to um to the Oscars, and I I liked his uh 
I think I liked his golden his BAFTA speech the best. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> it was I thought it was like it hit the it hit the nail in the head the best one. And then this speech I felt like it was him going too self reflexive, too too far. It was like the the third one in the trilogy always has a hard time living up to the first two. And sometimes yeah. the second one can be the best. Yeah. Um, but um I, I think he's a great actor who and the Joker proves that he needs a good director because I I actually didn't like his performance in it. Um, and I just but I but I didn't think his acting was bad per se. I just felt like it was an aimless performance. Oh. Whereas I like him in a movie like The Master and I feel like it's the performance is maybe similar. But that one just had a director who knew what he wanted from him more. Oh, and a better script. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else, Jeff? Or what was your favorite acceptance speech, Jeff? Oh, it was Bond's direct. Oh, okay. Speech. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Really, yeah. All of Bond's acceptance speeches were great, but um, the director one uh, especially. And, I mean, I also loved all the, the presenters who were announcing Parasite's wins. I think part of it was they knew the they knew they were announcing this moment with a movie winning for the first time, and then there was just some goofy things that happened, like when Diane Keaton dropped uh, the out of her hand when she was uh, presenting with Keanu Reeves for screenplay, and she handed him the envelope. It was like, here, you, you better read it. <laughs> uh, when when when. Bong Joon-ho was thanking uh, Martin Scorsese. You can hear Spike Lee yelling Marty a couple of times. Oh, really? I'm going to have to yeah. re-watch those. Cause, yeah. yeah. He was very excited, too. Uh, he just shouted. He didn't even <laughs> say in the Oscar goes to. Yeah. Penelope Cruz looked very pleased to be presenting international film and then Mm -hmm. jane fonda when she presented best picture i think that was just a masterful presentation where she opened the envelope had a little smile Mm -hmm. paused for about three seconds which is (laughs) in, in, in eternity in that situation and then finally announced parasite and the Oscar goes to Parasite. <laughs> She's classy. I thought the yeah. audience was much more boisterous than you. Yeah, she's a classic. Yeah. That, was, that was that was a great moment. She um, what was I gonna say? Oh, what do you guys think about them calling it international feature now? Because I have two thoughts. Well, I didn't, I'm not sure. International, I'm looking at it. International feature film. As far as I know, they didn't change any of the eligibility rules. Well, that's, yeah. so. Why did they change it? Oh, I mean. I think some, it's a better, I think it's a better name. Before you, do you know why they changed it, Jeff? I may, may have read about it at the time, but I don't really remember. I, I think it's a better name. I do think there is something like a like a little like casually xenophobic about calling it like foreign language film, and it feels a little outdated. Um, Maybe that's. But and I so I at first I was like, oh, that's that that feels like a good change. I like that. But then I was like kind of joking myself. 
But does that mean that now, like, a British movie or a Canadian movie can get nominated for Best International Feature? I think (laughs) at least Canadian movies have been nominated before if it was, like, a French-Canadian movie. Yeah, but I guess that's – but I just – I guess I mean, like, now will will Australian movies or other movies where it's English language that have in the past, like, kind of been lumped in with Best Picture? Um, I guess mostly probably just British co-productions or British productions. Yeah. but yeah. I, I mean, I'm mostly joking. I just was like, wait a minute, no, is that now a loophole? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll have to figure that out. Yeah, because that was very specific foreign language where yeah. this one isn't really. Okay, but I think should... that also is just kind of the changing of the, the the way the world works, where it's an international feature doesn't necessarily, isn't just based around like the language of the film or the, maybe it never was. I don't know. I <laughs> cut all this out, Jeff. Yeah, right. we should tie. Uh, this is gold. You were talking about um, what people thought about, uh, or what we thought about not having a host. If we want to kind mm-hmm. of end it with that. Yeah. And, um, I or just the whole um night. I've heard a few people say they thought it was boring, but then there's always complaints. You know, pretty much. I said to you earlier that this show just pretty much gave out the awards and I thought it went pretty smoothly. I didn't find it boring, but then when they do try to do other kind of um, production numbers or whatever, then people always complain about that and the ceremony's too long. So it's hard to find a happy medium there, but I do enjoy a good host mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, I just, like I said earlier about Billy Crystal and um, after Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig did their little bit, I, I think I did I text you, Jeff, right after that. I was like, they should just pick them to host. I mean, uh-huh. or Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, how great they were right. on the Golden Globes. I mean, I, I'm just surprised that they haven't, you know, there's got to be people out there that they can pick. But I guess, I mean, it wasn't, it's not horrible not having it. Um so I don't I don't know I, I I do like when there's well I suppose it's somebody you really like what do you guys think about no host well my general philosophy is no host is better than a bad host but a good well, host is better than no host that's good that's a good complaint. um and I mean yeah they, they I mean they're it was funny this ceremony they had like, like presenters introducing another presenter who then introduced something else uh-huh. and it's like well i guess that me that first presenter is doing what the host would have done uh, i mean but what i like about the host is that it just it's nice to have a sense of continuity throughout the show like, even if you get someone who doesn't go all out for the opening the way that Billy Crystal does, or even if it's not like a stand up like Steve Martin, who does maybe 10 minutes of stand up material to start the show, even if it's just they come out and talk for two minutes just to set the tone, mm-hmm. I think that's worth having. Yeah. yeah and I don't know. I kind of didn't miss the host. And I was also thinking. I guess, 
like a good thing about a really good host. And I feel like what kind of what Billy Crystal would do and what made him so good is it almost felt like he was like shepherding you through the show and also shepherding the actors who are all stuck there in the auditorium because it, it's not like the Golden Globes where they get to drink and eat the whole time. This time they're, it's all these, <laughs> yeah, it's all these famous rich people who have to sit there and watch something for, for four hours, um, which I mean, like, I don't feel any sympathy for them. I'm, <laughs> yeah. That's that's fine, but at the same time, I kind of like the hostlessness because I felt like it. They did their sketches or their performances around each award or around each section, and to me, it kind of made it more about the awards and more about the show than the personality of the host. Because if the personality of the host is wrong, it can change the whole feeling of the show so i feel like when you said the personality jeff I, I really do like i didn't really like ricky gervais at the golden globes his personality didn't seem right for that no. nice show. Yeah. it was so negative this time but well like, that's, what you said makes so much sense that jeff that it's if it's a bad host well how how did you word that that's perfect that you would prefer no host. no host is better than a bad host, but a good <laughs> yeah. host is better than no yeah. host. There was something this year where I felt like a little bit of like, well, what's going to happen next? And then like, I, I honestly loved the musical montage, which was a weirdly cut montage because they're cutting from songs and then having this shock performance from Eminem, which I found very entertaining, but also it's definitely a what the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it would have been nice to come back to to a, to a host after like to comment on that but at the same time it was like kind of this new world of just like all right aren't to the next yeah um, so i didn't i didn't really miss it um i think i also i i i never thought ellen was as funny as a host but i did think she was a good um mc and a good shepherder like through the event when she was the oscar yeah. host yeah um and i could see like i i think i like as, as funny as, like, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are, or um, who is it this year? Was it? Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. Well, they just yeah. did that one scene yeah. that clever. But. And they're they're great, but I'd almost just rather them have be the comic relief instead of a host. Like, I kind of liked... <laughs> Honestly, seeing Chris Rock and Steve Martin out there reminded me that as funny as those two guys are, they weren't the best hosts. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did all right. But to me, like watching them just like do a little bit of jokes in there was funnier than having them be the, the host the whole time. The whole time yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in the case of both of them, they're the best part of when they did host was their opening monologues. Yeah. And then they kind of like just like came back out throughout to be like, all right. Uh, Although Chris Rock did do the interviews at the was it at a theater in Compton I think that he went to maybe I don't know uh, yeah I don't even remember that yeah and he was asking them about their opinions of all the Oscar movies that year right yeah I have uh, to watch I have to look that up after this I think there was one black woman who he asked her what her favorite white movie was of the year was and she said what was it was it um was it some movie with brad pitt and angelina jolie mr and mrs smith no it wasn't it was more recent it was like it was 
Romance movie. Or maybe it was The Light Between Ocean, Alicia Kander, Michael Fassbender movie. That's how recently Chris Rock, Chris Rock hosted? Said, I, I don't think that... What? That's yeah, how recently he hosted? A few years ago. Um, well, anyway. Yeah. You should tie things up. <laughs> so. Right. I think that's... Well, let's all say who our dream host is, if we have <laughs> one for the future, who's never hosted before. Oh, oh who's never hosted? Yeah. Hmm. M- mine is Billy Eichner. <laughs> okay. Not surprised. Hmm. Jim Gaffigan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this is tough. I know, that's a hard one. Who's never hosted before. Mm-hmm. Can't be Billy Crystal in disguise. Uh, Has, what's his name? Stephen Colbert. Has he ever hosted? I don't think so. I believe he's hosted the Emmys, but not yeah, the Oscars. He'd probably be pretty good, or James Corden. I'm going to say Natasha Leone. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting choice. Who should have been nominated for Supporting Actress for uh, Ad Astra um, for her cameo, but maybe next time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, what next? All right, right, Jeff. We're good. We're closing off. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Rob, do you have anything like to to promote? And open up. How many bags? Open up the plug bag. The Anything plug bag? Uh, you've got going on that you'd like our listeners to know about? Well, I just put out another episode of Gourmet Makes. We Claire Saffitz made Butterfingers in the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. Mm. Um, and uh, I saw Birds of Prey this week, and it was all right. Oh, just curious about that. Okay. It was better than Joker. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Aunt Beth, do you have any uh, messages or anything uh, to leave us with? Just promote my son's wedding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. We're going to take over that Hampton Inn in, uh, where is it again, in Haverhill, Mass, or wherever it is. Still trying trying to get an invite. Oh, you haven't gotten one? (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough ticket. Yeah. Haver, Haverville, New Hampshire. Oh, wait, should Haverville. I not be saying it online? Haverville. Well, it's actually Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Wait, it's, really? Yeah, it's on the border. They live in, Elizabeth lives in New Hampshire, but the wedding's in Haverhill, so. So, all right, how about you, Jeff? Okay, well, I, as always, follow That's Entertainment on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can always check out what I'm about on jmoney.com. I've got a few Oscar articles that posted in the past couple weeks. And next year's Oscar ceremony is scheduled to take place on February 28th, back to the end of February. And Parasite is expanding into theaters. It's still playing 
And if you, if you haven't been able to see it, it'll probably be playing somewhere close to you right now. So, yeah, that is the Oscars. And uh, let's, uh, I guess, go ahead and say a very heartfelt goodbye to our listeners. Good night, Oscar. Good night, Oscar. (laughs) Keep your emotions handy and your eyes open. Good night, everybody. And you're out.